Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Taco Tuesday on Tuesday, August 3rd. I'm Alex Padilla, at Alex Padilla 86 on Twitter. He's Alex Regla, at Alex M. Regla. Alex, this has been a 48 hours, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, I... I knew it was going to be crazy. Well, 24. Yeah, I knew it was going to Well, yeah, it feels longer than that. I, I knew it was going to be crazy. This is uh, a lot more nuts than I thought it would be. Well, we knew it would be crazy across the league and specifically for the Lakers because when you go into free agency with four players on your roster, uh, yeah, you're going to have to fill out that roster. And the Lakers have gone out and done just that. Real quick before I get your initial thoughts, this is what I have written down and tell me if I'm missing anybody, uh, to be honest with you. They traded for Russell Westbrook. They have now signed Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, Kendrick Nunn, Kent Bazemore, Malik Monk, Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, and re-signed THT. Am I missing anybody at the moment? No, I don't think so. I think that's everyone. I think that's everybody as well. So, you know, you're looking at a roster. Maybe a st- I don't know what your predicted starting lineup is, but you could be looking at something of, of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, Russell Westbrook, and... I don't throw somebody in. Yeah, that, that, that's the one spot we don't know. Yeah, right. So, um, let's just jump right into the biggest question of the day. What do you think about your new look Lakers? <sighs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm look as you read those out loud. Like one thing stands out for sure, and that's shooting. Um, we knew the Lakers need to get better from that area, especially after trading for Westbrook. We knew. The spacing might be an issue. So literally everyone they've signed is a capable shooter outside, you know, obviously like Dwight and Ariza is okay. But like everyone else is like a good to like really good three-point shooter. So that stands out. Um, Nothing too like glaring in terms of like I don't like that move. Um, Maybe Carmelo Anthony, is it necessary? Um, Like, but at the minimum, like he's okay. Like, maybe you could have done better well, LeBron, there. LeBron had to get somebody. Sure. And, you know, I, as I was thinking about it, remember, he played with Russell and uh, OKC as well. So maybe those two have a relationship, too. So that could have been a Westbrook and LeBron favor there. So, um, yeah, like, I overall, I, th- I think it's really solid to strong. The Caruso thing, unfortunately, kind of casts a shadow over the whole thing, like a cloud, I guess you can say. But in terms of who they've actually signed and brought in and kept – like you said, with THT. Um, yeah, there's no real strong complaints on my end. It's just going to look a lot different. I should probably warn Laker fans about that. Yeah, it's going to look a lot different, obviously. Um, what about you? Anytime... What do you think? Um, well, yesterday I didn't like it. Okay. Yesterday, when they were just adding 35-year-olds, it wasn't my favorite free agency beginning. Um, I think overall talent, it looks good on paper. Mm. Um, I think the additions today of a Malik Monk, a Kendrick Nunn, um, and re-signing THT, that, that I like because you need some – I think they were desperate for youth. Mm-hmm. Um, how old is Kane Bazemore? I didn't even look – how old is he? He, I, he? He's probably early 30s, I'm assuming. I didn't love – did not love the moves yesterday just because – they announced if they would have like mixed in some of the younger guys with that yesterday maybe i would have mm-hmm. been today i feel a little better today i do feel a little better i have no idea what this team's going to look like as far as how it all fits together 
because the Russell Westbrook question is such a big question to me. Like, what does that look like with LeBron James? Two guys that work with the ball so often now have to be starting in the backcourt together. Um, that's going to be interesting to, to watch. How much is Anthony Davis willing to play center, if at all? Or is Dwight Howard going to start games? Is Marcus Gasol going to start games? I don't know. Um, there's a lot of questions that I have that I'm sure will be answered rather quickly as soon as the season starts. But overall, I think the talent on paper I'm okay with. And I would have been more... Con- I just felt like they just let Caruso walk because they didn't want to pay a luxury tax. That's essentially it. Um, they had every chance to pay him. The uh, If we want to believe that Sam Amick report. Um, and, and, and Ramona Shelburne also kind of doubled down on that earlier today on the Zach Lowe podcast that, yeah, the Lakers had the option. Caruso's camp did go back to them after the Bulls made their offer and said, hey, this is where we're at. Um, do you... Again, he's unrestricted. So ultimately, it's Caruso's choice, right? Like, the Lakers can't just pay him and keep him. He's unrestricted. He can go wherever he wants. But he did give the team an option to kind of pay up and, and say, okay, I'll stay if you match that. And they chose not to. So... Like you said, they had every capability of doing it, and the reason they didn't most likely is because of the luxury tax. And looking at the team right now, I forget who who it was, but they did say this is going to be the most luxury tax a Lakers team has ever paid in history. So they were up against it in terms of luxury tax, but at the end of the day, it's the Lakers, and you would assume that that should be an issue, especially when it comes to losing a guy like Alex Caruso, whose defense on this on this team would be really really needed i asked this question before on one of the episodes i don't remember when and we clearly got our answers that i think i asked do fans value caruso more than the team does and i think that's a a pretty obvious answer now i i I think this was really really um eye-opening in terms of how like you said how the team themselves view caruso and value caruso and uh, i think there's now we have an answer how how much different the fans perception of him and an actual front office perception of him kind of vary. Um, do you think that, because I do think, I know we're starting with Caruso and what the Lakers don't have, but to me, I think when you take away the Russell Westbrook trade, or you're just talking about free agency, I think it's the biggest story of the Lakers so far is that they didn't re-sign Caruso. So I, I'll say this. Say they did everything the same, exact same team, but they also have Caruso. Do you, I? I would probably say is a 90-95% chance that this is a glowing offseason in terms of how the Laker fans view this, right? In terms of how Laker fans view this, probably. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I view it the same. Okay. Yeah. Is it, is it mostly I, the age thing for you? Um. To, okay. I, I don't know. I'm trying to, to... I valued Caruso, but I think a lot of people overvalued Caruso. So I don't know if his loss is as significant as people think it is. That's, I have a differing opinion. I know that the entire silver screen and roll slack was ready to throw hands yesterday, but um, I'm just not on that. I mean, it's a loss. I don't think it's like a make or break loss. You know, like, does that make sense? Like, I don't think losing Alex Caruso means you're not winning a championship. And it seemed like from our slack community and Twitter that the Lakers are now out of winning a championship because they didn't get Caruso. And I don't view him as that kind I, of player. Yeah, I, Do I... I do I miss Alex Caruso? Will I miss what he brings to the team? Yes. But is he a cha- is he the championship piece on the team? No. Yeah, I'm not sure him, him singularly like is going to shift it one way or the other. I think it ultimately comes down to your stars. And that's a, 
that's no knock on Cruz. I think that applies to literally any player in the league, not like a mm-hmm. top 10 all-star. Like if they play well and they're healthy, those are the ones usually who decide a series. I feel like, and this is going to be a terrible analogy, but I feel like um, Alex Caruso was our child. We brought him up through Little League, and now he made it to varsity, and the coach doesn't want him to play. Like it, it just feels like it's a more of a parental feeling with Alex Caruso. And I know I'm in the minority. I really know I am. But there's, I understand the love and affection that we had for him. I love all the memes. I love all the, the, the social media around him. You know, he definitely deserves his money. I'm not saying anything like that. Like, the guy was a two-way player. I mean, he worked his way up, becoming an essential role of a championship team. Um, but I don't think it's a huge loss after the signings that they made today. I think the biggest thing, and I think it goes beyond just who the player Crusoe is, is just that it could have been um, preventable, right? That Yeah, that I understand. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest issue laker fans have with it it's not so much like caruso is going to make or break the season for the lakers it's the fact that the lakers realistically nothing they, they could have just done this right they could have prevented this and it would have been all good and I, like i said i think a majority of fans would have been happy with the offseason um so far there's still a couple moves that the lakers could probably make um but yeah it's just unfortunate how it went down like i'd rather if caruso just got traded in the off in the mid midway in the season or something so, and they got something back um, instead of letting him walk. It kind of it kind of reminds me of Julius in a way. Remember when Julius just got yeah. like he just walked for nothing after a year of rumors, him getting benched, him playing well despite of that, and then him just leaving. Um, it kind of felt I mean, you like grow that. attached. You grow attached to players, yeah. and then when you lose them for nothing, it doesn't feel right. I get it. I totally get it. But in my opinion. And I, I think I was on this. I was pretty much on this wagon last year. I asked you last year. I was like, "Who would you rather have, THT or Caruso?" If you're going to choose one, and we both chose THT. I, I just in terms of upside at this point, and I, again, that's right. a lot of pressure on THT. He just got paid, and I, I, you know, he got a three-year deal. He's going to be a free agent probably in that third year because there's a player option. He's still super young. Um, expectations are now there for THT to perform. Like the training wheels are off for him next year. Right. There's a lot of contracts given out in the NBA for what you did. They gave him one for what they expected. Yeah, it's it's pretty true. But did we not? I'm try. I'm pretty sure we did a. I, I, yeah, I, like, I, I asked you. I was like, who would you rather have? And we both chose THC I, I because of THG. the upside. I would still have THC. Right. Yeah. And it's listen. I think Caruso is a solid player. I think obviously defensively he brings something. He's a locker room guy. He can knock down a three here and there. But it, you know. I feel like we've kind of, unless there's a giant jump in, in skill, I think we've kind of seen what he is as a player. And that could be worth it for some people. Just for me, I just was more intrigued by the THT, and I think the Lakers were as well, obviously. I mean, when they when they traded for Anthony Davis, they designated Kyle Kuzma as that guy. So I'm not saying they're always right, that you know, or maybe it was you know something else, but they chose to keep Kuzma in the trade package. And on this one, they chose to keep THT and I'm totally okay with it if they would have lost THT too then we were then we're uh, right yeah it, it that would been that that was the big thing if they lost THT too and, and again with THT it would literally just been him walking also maybe like they mm-hmm. they have his restricted rights they could match literally any offer um yeah that this this one made a really really poor offseason all right so Russell Westbrook uh you've heard many thoughts on this uh podcast network already about Russell Westbrook but just real quick do you like Russell Westbrook addition to this team. It's tough. Uh, 
I'll say yes. I think I'm. I might be in the minority in terms of like I'm excited uh, that Russell Westbrook's a Laker. Um, I think he has a lot of positives. He has a lot of negatives, but I think his positives uh, potentially outweigh those negatives, especially in terms of what the Lakers needed before the free agent signings they made. I, I think they really did need another playmaker. I think that was evident in the playoffs. It was evident when LeBron sat on the bench. When he was missing time, they desperately needed someone who else who else could create shots for others and himself. Westbrook might be maybe top two or top three in terms of players who were available this offseason that can do that. He's an incredible passer. He's fantastic in transition. An amazing rebounder. Like a great locker room guy. Great leader. And I think those things really outweigh maybe spacing limitations he he introduces um the defense isn't the greatest and thankfully they just added like a crap load of shooters just to surround him and lebron with now so at least they they understood where the weaknesses of his game were and how to maybe help make those less so when it actually counts lakers practices are going to be lebron and russell westbrook driving in and everybody else standing in the in outside the paint and outside the arc and just nailing threes that's that's the game plan this year right yeah, I, I mean, the, like a lot of people were just like, just sign shooters. That's all we want: shooters, shooters, shooters. And I, I, I agree. I think they did need shooting, but I am a little worried in terms of kind of like the one-dimensional, like how they're kind of not that great two-way players. But yeah, I think if you're going to do full-on Westbrook experience, you need shooting. And thankfully, they they signed a couple of guys. I think we get. I think as a, you know, we get a little caught up on 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 analytics, on spacing, on basketball. What I love about the Russell Westbrook trade, I love playmakers. I love superstars. I love the aesthetic of having Russell Westbrook as a Laker. Um, Probably the biggest thing I like, and I've talked about this on this podcast as well, my entire life the Lakers have never had an athletic point guard that can drive in and create a shot, dunk on somebody. Like it's the modern-day point guard, you know, They've, they just don't have that. They've never had that. Even when they were winning championships, they were run by Derek Fisher. You know, it, it wasn't nece- it wasn't a um, an explosive point guard. And for years, we've seen the Lakers get crushed by guys like this that who they just couldn't guard. And now they have someone on the team who can do that to somebody else, which will be fantastic to watch. Uh, Russell Westbrook is one of the most explosive players. Obviously, as time goes on, that slows down. But as of now triple double machine you can count that for what it is um the explosive playmaking ability is something that the lakers have never had or have not had in a very long time i can't and with lebron slowing down you're gonna need that because let's not forget i mean look at the starting lineup 35 year old dwight howard 37 year old lebron james like you're gonna need some youth and some athleticism in there so Without even thinking about spacing or three-point shooting from a pure athleticism standpoint um, and ability standpoint, I love the Russell Westbrook edition. Yeah, like he's going to make sure those regular season games that don't really matter, like those Tuesdays against like Charlotte. Westbrook doesn't take nights off. Like that's the one thing. You you could say a lot of things about Westbrook. That's one thing in in his favor. Like he, he really cares about the sport. He's super competitive. And those games where, like, LeBron and AD are floating, like, I can see Westbrook, like, setting a fire under their ass and saying, like, we have to win this game. Um, he's going to will them a lot of those games. Uh, I, I, I think it's 
it's like a big science experiment. Like this is the first time LeBron has played with this type of point guard in terms of this much usage. Like Kyrie, obviously, is great and stuff like that, but he's he can also shoot. So obviously, the spacing was still there. But Westbrook's just a totally different animal, and it's going to be a compromise from a lot of guys this this year. And I, I, I again, I'm in the I'm in favor of it, but I definitely can see where people have reservations and why they might be uh, a little concerned. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, with everybody they sign, there's going to be reservation. Like, is there a home run free agent signing in your opinion? Um, I, I mean, I like when, I, again, that's a, that's the thing. They only paid minimums. It's not like mm-hmm. they paid a 40, like a four or 40, you know, like you really can't mess a minimum contract. Up. THT got the most money. Yeah. And that's, that's totally By a fine. Lot. So again, there's no really downside in terms of giving someone a minimum, unless there was someone else out there you could have got that was better. Like they all kind of fit. I'll say this though: Are you a little concerned how much they overlap? Because there's a lot of very similar skill sets and a lot of same positions, and not that many minutes are going to go around. Uh, you kind of, you're going to weed it out as the season goes on. I mean. You'll you'll figure it out as like who's gonna play when I, that doesn't not not right now okay. I'm not maybe later okay. but no you just establish you acquire as much talent as you can and and listen like there's nobody on this team that they signed as a free agent where I would be upset if they're benched yeah you know like yeah. there's nobody on this team where I'm like you know how many times would we yell like Caruso needs to play more Caruso needs to play more like there's literally nobody on the bench that I'm clamoring to play more right now. Uh, let's do this. So, who's your who's your favorite uh, of the signings so far? Tht. Oh, besides of new guys, new guys, new guys. <laughs> uh, probably, uh, I'm I'm most compelled by Kendrick Nunn to okay. be because I feel like that's the role they probably should have got Schroeder in, like a backup point guard, mm-hmm. not a starting point guard. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna at at this moment of recording. You know, I don't know what's up with Schroeder. Is there any latest? No one knows like, where he is. No one knows what's going on. I know on that he's not Dennis. getting eighty. I know no. that he's not getting eighty-four million dollars from anybody, and I know that he should fire his agent who told him to turn that down. So, mm-hmm. uh, if just from pure um, like wonder and and intrigue would be Kendrick Nunn. Um, I think today is his birthday. I believe he's like twenty-five now. Um, he was a good shooter with Miami. He averaged fourteen points. Um, he was about, I think he was like 39 from the three, if I remember correctly. Um, he is someone that I'm excited about because I think I'm not worried about the starting lineup at all. Like at all. If they're healthy, I have zero concerns outside because last year, how many times Alex, have we talked about who's the third guy? How many times do no more concerns about that? No more, no more. So I'm not concerned about the starting lineup at all. If, if healthy, I'm assuming Everyone stays healthy, okay? Um, my concern then is the rotation of when LeBron is out, when AD is out, when Russ is like, who's that? Gonna, who's going to be that other guy? I like the Kendrick Nunn addition. I like 14.5 points coming from the bench, and I like 48.5% from the field. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn had a really solid year last season. Uh, he had career highs in a lot of things, and like you said, the shooting's there. Um I'm fine with it. I, I, they did use their mini mid-level on him, so they obviously valued him enough to give him that kind of money. And reportedly, he turned down more more money from the Knicks to come play for the Lakers. So 
Uh, yeah, I think there was a few guys who had like absolutely no rumors at all, right? Like Kendrick Nunn, I, yeah, Kent Bazemore, Malik Monk. Those no. are no one thought that for the Lakers. I thought Malik Monk was gonna make more money. I am surprised the Hornets let him go. I think Malik Monk actually would be my favorite of the signings so far. He's only 23. Um, mm-hmm. another career high shooter from last season. Uh, he's another just versatile Lottery scorer. Pick. Yeah, so I think that's for the minimum. Like I, I yeah. I think that's a huge get for the Lakers, just in adding some more youth. We talked about how old the roster looks, and um, getting a guy like Nunn, getting a guy like Monk and THT today, just bringing those guys in. Yeah, they added some definite youth to the team. I'm excited to watch Monk. I, I, I really do hope his shooting is for real. Like He kind of had an outlier year last season, so I hope that, that just continues because that, that would be a big, big uh, bargain for them. Um, I'm very intrigued by the Carmelo Anthony signing, and he's kind of revitalized his yeah. career here. Late, also 37 years old, but um, I believe he shot. Um, I don't believe I'm looking at it right now. He shot 42 from the field and 41 from three last year for Portland, averaging 13 points, uh, minimal minutes coming off the bench. Obviously, him and LeBron really good friends. Uh, I'm very curious to see what that Carmelo Anthony. If he obviously he's coming in knowing his role, he's coming in not expecting to be a starter. He's coming in because obviously being a, a role player for the Blazers the last couple of years. Um, I think that's a solid addition. I don't really know exactly the fit where, when, how often, but I think I like it because he's proven that he can be this role player in Portland. Yeah. And I'm assuming he just takes Kyle Kuzma shots, right? Um, Cause Kuzma is just essentially a spot up shooter this year. A lot of his shots at the rim and mid range just got cut out and, Almost half of his shots came from three. So I'm assuming Carmelo is the same thing. And like you said, he he was effective as a spot-up guy this year in Portland. So credit to him for the last couple of years, for all the slack he's gotten around the league. He's really turned himself into like a actually solid veteran off the bench for Portland. And that's consecutive years where he shot over 38% from three. So that obviously is is really helpful. Um, let's just go through it all, man. Let's So we've talked about Carmelo. Uh, I've told you about Kendrick Nunn. Uh, you obviously big believer, not big believer, but you're excited about Malik Monk. I think being 23, taking a minimum as a lottery pick doesn't necessarily look good on paper. But then when you look at the numbers that he had last year, that is pretty exciting. You know, almost 12 points and 40 from the three. I think got guys that can shoot threes in theory. Yeah. We've but we've seen guys come in here that can't shoot threes and then they don't in a Lakers jersey for whatever reason. Um, two guys uh, that are coming back to the Lakers. Trevor Ariza and Wayne Ellington. Um, Trevor Ariza is going to be on his 32nd. I'm just kidding. I have no idea how many NBA teams he's been on, but I feel like every single one of them. This is his 18th year. Uh, He was playing for Miami last year, uh, shooting 41% from three. Uh, Obviously, plenty of of, uh, miles on those legs. What do you think about Trevor Ariza? Honestly, I, I, uh, yeah, the age scares me a bit with Ariza. And especially given that we're going to need a reason to really being like our wing stopper. Uh, if you look around the roster now, we lost KCP, we lost Kuzma, um, Dennis Freeman, all his flaws was a solid defender, like a point of attack guy. Obviously we lost Caruso. Ariza really um, has to fill that role. He has to be that kind of big wing stopper and he has the size and length. Like Ariza's a, a big guy. I, I, I do think he's capable of still doing it. I just worry about like, the miles like you said and him having all that responsibility him and Bazemore specifically really 
are going to have to step up in terms of our defense because the defense is a little shaky. Just looking at the roster, that that's right. where they're going to that's where they're going to have the biggest drop off from last year. But again, for a minimum guy, Ariza makes a lot of sense, and and if he can kind of turn back the clock a bit, be like a steady three point shooter and play solid defense, he's totally fine. Yeah, um, I, I'm excited about it. 2009 me is very excited about Trevor Reese coming <laughs> back because he was it was one of my favorites when he was here for that championship team. I think he was a lot of people's yeah. favorites. He was making so many threes back then. Uh, obviously, we're 12 years later. Uh, that's, that's just even saying that guys are just playing for so long. Isn't it incredible, man? Like, look at Chris Paul signed a contract to play till he's 40. Yeah. And not, I'm not talking about minimum. I'm talking about like like a hundred and a hundred plus million dollars. Like it, it was like, Whoa. So we're just counting on guys playing till they're 40. Now it's a, it's a different day and age than we probably what we grew up with, man. But, um, yeah, it's going to be an important, listen, I know that, that when you talk about defense, it's hard to quantify as far yeah. as numbers go. I know the Lakers had the number one defense last year. And when you think about that, it's pretty impressive considering they had no AD and no LeBron for months of the season. Um, obviously I don't really have stats to tell you how they did it, but they did lose KCP Kuzma Caruso, and that's big losses when it comes to defense. So I don't know who's going to replace them. I don't know if they're able to replace them. I don't know if they want to replace them, you know, like, are they counting on just making 45% of their threes and scoring 120 points a game and just saying, let's go, let's run. We have Russell Westbrook now. We got Kendrick Dunn now. Like, let's run. Let's go. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to look like, but I know that probably number one defense is not in their future. Probably not. I, I, but I think they're probably going to trade that off from, like, not being, like, 22 in terms of offense. Like, maybe average it out, average it out where they're, like, maybe a potentially top 10, 15 offense and maybe a top 10 defense instead. Um, I think they might be happy with that. And, yeah, like you said, I, I think offensively I'm not worried about this team. I, I mean, scheme and stuff like that is going to matter. But ultimately I think they're going to have the guys now, the better personnel to make the shots that the guys were missing last year. And also just having a healthy LeBron AD is going to help so much. It's going to change everything. Yeah. So it's going to change everything. I, 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 I'm still bullish on the team. I think Westbrook, for all his flaws, him, AD, and LeBron is still dynamic and really physically imposing like in a seven game series like that's a lot of just force coming at the rim um i I, i'm i'm excited to watch the team it's just going to be totally different like you said i don't think this is a defense first team anymore i think it's offense first and that's something that they really needed last season um is there so i think they have one roster spot open considering jared dudley's probably taking the it's other a one. bit weird i yeah i <laughs> like i was gonna mention like we should probably pencil and dudley into this also but uh yeah. yeah i mean he was at the dinner i mean he was yeah. here at dinner with with lebron and and uh and kyle kuzma this Correct. weekend yeah and then he was at was he at the russell westbrook dinner he too? he might have been i i he might be but yeah i think if we pencil it dudley i think the lakers maybe have one left i would be like keep an eye on mckinney like I know they can cut him, and I, I'm not sure his his contract might not be guaranteed or not. So that could be an easy cut um, if they need to get someone else. So I'll say one to two spots left. Is there any like skill or type of position do you think they need to kind of fill with those last spots? I mean, another wing defender would be nice. I don't know if they have those. Yeah, out there. Yeah. I don't know who's available. I know you want Dan. You still want Danny I, Green? I on mean, team? if he wants to come at the minimum, <laughs> absolutely. If Danny Green. I would have liked him at the Kendrick Nunn money, honestly. 
there's a big difference between Danny Green at 18 million and Danny Green at 5 million uh, in terms of perception of him as a player. Um, yeah, Danny Green makes a lot of sense. Iguodala is still out there. Um, there's a few guys. Solomon Hill, not Solomon Hill. Um, Justice Winslow is out there. Just a couple mm-hmm. different. Kelly Oubre, he's not going to come for the minimum. Oh, you know, I mentioned that, but just different guys. You never know what the Lakers can kind of do. Like Paul Millsap, just kind of a tough physical defense first guy. I think this roster would benefit from. All right. Well, I don't really know who else is out there. Wes I Matthews. I was going to ask you about Wes. That's the way. Uh, what do you think? Does he come back? He's def- yeah, if they cut McKinney, I think I would pencil in maybe Dudley and Matthews there. If we see McKinney gone. So, you know, there's no chance Dennis Schroeder's on this team next I, year. I'm surprised we haven't talked about Dennis yet. Um, before the Kendrick... Just because I don't want to be dated. That's yeah. I don't know Like something happens. Yeah, before the Kendrick Nunn thing, I would have said I, I think Dennis is coming back for like a short-term deal. Uh, and he just lost a lot of money, and he makes sense as a six man. Like for all we say, all, all the flaws and everything we like to make fun of Dennis for, he's still really good six six man. He just never played that role this year. Can they still sign and trade him? They, yeah, they could definitely still sign and trade him. So the, the Lakers, I don't could, know to, for, for what, but yeah. I don't know. No, yeah. So say a team over the cap right now, and uh, there's a lot of teams over the cap because everybody used their money already. But say there's a team like say like Indiana for an instance. They want to sign Dennis. They they can sign and trade something um, coming back our way for Dennis. So the Lakers could possibly still net something for him. It's just a matter of another team's interested. We didn't even talk about Dwight coming back. I think because all the rumors were out there. I'm not sure how how closely he followed it, but it, it seemed like Dwight from like the last week was set on coming back, which is uh, surprising given how last free agency went in terms of like that how talks fell apart last second between both sides but yeah it seems like he was happy to be back and i think a lot a lot of laker fans are happy he's back i mean i think it was clear and obvious that the lakers made a mistake letting him go yeah i i think they they missed they're they're gonna benefit from his physicality and his lob threats and stuff like that so and then marcus also uh is coming back yes. he's not retiring so that seems like the center rotation's pretty set um <laughs> Andre Drummond with Joel Embiid should be something. He got the minimum also. Uh, after saying he he joked on Instagram, he, he I feel bad for him. He's, yeah, I think a lot of guys got humbled uh, this offseason. I feel so bad yeah. for Drummond. I don't know why I do, but I do. I think I you never know what your what players' representation is telling them. You never know, and clearly he was told some stuff about not just his contract but off the court stuff he was like didn't wasn't he selling nfts that he thought he was gonna get thousands of dollars for and it was like harrison like basically begged people to pay for it and he got to like 20 bucks or something like i just feel bad i don't know why i feel so bad for drumming but i do i just feel so bad because him and mb if you haven't seen it just look up mb drumming and there's so much like yeah. funny drama between them like they don't like each other and now they're backcourt teammates so uh regardless i don't really care about the sixers that much so have fun over there. All right, I'm going to ask you a question, and they're not done. They do have two uh, roster spots open. You never know what they're going to do with Schroeder. You never know who else they're going to bring in. Um, I'll ask you the the boring radio question. Grade this free agent class. Grade the Lakers offseason. What do you think? Ooh, ha. Just assuming. I'm going to give you my answer first. You yeah, can think yeah, about go it for it a second. Let's see what you say. I Because of the age of the team. I'm pretty sure they're going to be the oldest team in the NBA. Uh, I will give this a B. Okay. And Russell Westbrook 
basically amounts for like two letter two of those letter grades. Like if yeah, Russell Westbrook makes this draft this offseason for me. Yeah, I don't want to agree because that's boring. But like, I wouldn't give them a B plus, but I also wouldn't give them a B minus. I, I think a B is honestly the right answer here. I think it's just a good offseason. They got a lot of value for the the contracts they signed. All again, all of these guys are essentially minimums, um, and they could have easily, outside of maybe Carmelo, like a, a few of these other guys could have easily made more money probably somewhere else. They all make sense they're all shooters like all like 38 to 40 percent shooters which is really hard to find in the nba for that price range uh they make sense and um if it, caruso even if like again they lost caruso that's fine but say like they just traded him or signed and traded him and got something back i think this might be a b plus off season we still have to see what de- happens with dennis like say for whatever reason, a team really likes Dennis and the Lakers get back another solid role player or like crazy, like a couple more draft picks or something like I, I can probably bump them up to like a B plus. Yeah, I think if they bring back Dudley and Wes yeah. Matthews, it stays at a B. Um, but yeah, they if they do, if Rob Palinka, you know, maneuver something else for Schroeder, then maybe they'll go up. But I think it's just going to be a B for me um, today's signings like mellowed me out. Mm-hmm. The age was really bothering me, really bothering me yesterday. Uh, today, not so much. Today, I feel better. When you bring in Nun, Monk, and THT, I mean, I feel better now. I, I wonder how, am I overreacting about the age thing? No, because... It, like, they were old, dude. Old. They still are old. And especially on the injuries last year. Like, I think we have a little bit of, like, like post-syndrome uh, post just watching everyone go down last year. That just signing yeah. a bunch of old guys probably doesn't really build a ton of confidence that they're going to stay healthy but carmelo 37 yeah ariza 36 Bazemore 32 dudley 36 ellington 33 gasol 36 dwight howard 35 lebron 35 um let's see late lost more yeah westbrook 32 like yeah today like made me feel better monk 23 nun 26 tht 20 yeah Help me out a little bit. Yeah, no, no, they needed it. Like they're gonna need the, again. That's why I kind of excited about a guy like Monk and uh, like a Monk THT backcourt off the bench to kind of just add some youth and athleticism. Uh, they're they're gonna need those young guys at some point this year, and that's why I, I'm not totally like saying McKinney should be cut because they also need some youth with McKinney, and he gave them some good energy last year too. They might need that that roster spot with him. So um, yeah, overall, I think they they've done. They've done pretty well. Um, just totally yeah. different look of the team. Well, goodbye to Kyle Kuzma. Goodbye to Montrez Harrell, KCP, Alex Caruso. Markeith Morris. Markeith Morris, Ben McLemore. It is a very, very, very new Lakers team that we're going to have for the 2021-2022 season. Um, and here's some breaking news, Alex. If the Lakers aren't healthy, they're not winning again. So... They, LeBron and AD need to be healthy, and then all will be fine. So I'm hoping AD is literally doing nothing at all this summer. Just, just, just relax, dude. We just need you as healthy as possible. Any final thoughts? And what are you writing about now? Uh, yeah, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna write about next. Uh, I, I guess I'm just gonna wait out the last few roster spots, and then pro- I'm gonna try to maybe write something about how the roster makeup is just it kind of signals maybe their approach next season in terms of how they want to play and stuff like that. Because like, again, this is, 
a totally different kind of formula uh, that they took this offseason. And yeah, it should be it should be really interesting to see how different they play in their defense. And I'll just say Frank Vogel uh, has a lot of work cut out for him in terms of figuring out the defensive schemes to hide some of these guys and stuff like that. Yep. Um, all right, Alex. Well, catch us here uh, on our Twitters at AlexPD86, at AlexMRegla. You could also catch Alex on SilverScreenRoll.com. You, do you write weekly? Is that Yeah, every week. Um, so you could catch up all his stuff there. Subscribe to this podcast and our entire network. Anthony does a great job of posting something every single day. Uh, Silver Screen and Roll on Spotify, Apple, Google, everywhere. Uh, and SilverScreenRoll.com for all of your Lakers news. Like literally, like, I've been on that website so often. Like the Google Analytics is going to love my, my uh, IP <laughs> address. Um, but yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy last couple hours alex this has been fun i'm looking forward to see what the lakers do with their next two spots um hopefully i'm hoping it's not boring let's just like cause some chaos well, well dudley we, dudley's one unless for whatever reason they don't bring back dudley but that that might be just as shocking as caruso at this point honestly <laughs> yeah to be honest it would be can they bring him back like as a coach like like now that he's done the tampering and now that he's done all the locker room stuff can he just come back as a coach yeah definitely could I'll say this: like, look at Miami. Like, they've had they've had Haslam for like, it feels like 15 years. Yeah, he's 42. <laughs> that I think that's just going to be the Dudley role for the Lakers for like the next. Well, as long as LeBron's here, I think Dudley is safe. I mean, Jared Dudley has said he wants to be a general manager in the league. Um, so who knows? But is there such a thing as a player coach role? Like, can they install a new role? Like. He plays once every 20 games. I mean, the Lakers did lose a few coaches this offseason. Like, they could yeah, easily they just put him, like, as an assistant. But, yeah, I think – yeah, I think – I think. I know it's back. a different locker room dynamic when you're not a player, when you're a coach. It changes. I know you could be the same exact person, but it just changes. So, anyways, we'll see what happens there. But, Alex, this is fun, man. Um, are you going to go watch – G I was league just going to tell everybody, yeah, there's Lakers basketball on right now, too. If was it Summer League? Not G League, excuse me. Summer League. Yeah, yeah. Going to go catch that. Watch our new two-way guys. Um, again. Who are you most looking forward to over there? Uh, so there's a few guys. I mean, there's this guy, like Austin Reeves. Mac? Uh, I, I've, I I like this guy. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right. Sean T. Brown Jr. Uh, he's kind of built like, like a truck. And uh, I think he's exactly the type of player the Lakers might need this year. So hopefully he's an exhibit 10 guy. He's not a two-way guy. But hopefully one of these guys, again, we find maybe a Caruso type here. Well, Mac, Mag- Mac McGlone. People are already making jokes that he's the I mean, Caruso replacement. I mean, I mean. I'll say this. You know why? I don't, you know why? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say this with him. Don't be shocked if he dunks. Like, he's a crazy dunker. Yeah. If you've seen his highlights. The Lakers have already tweeted about yeah, his Yeah, like, don't be pre-game. surprised if he dunks and he gets a lot of press for it and he gets uh, some hype around that. Hold on. Five minutes ago. Oh, no, it was a pop-up shot. Okay, because they're like, Mac looking strong early, but he just hit a uh, shot from the free throw <laughs> line. Yeah, I'm telling you, the Lakers know they lost Caruso, and so does their social media team. You can see a lot of Mac McGlung this summer. Smart. It's just smart yeah. on their part. <laughs> Yeah, we all know what you're doing, Lakers. <laughs> Not going to forgive you. Anyways, Alex, talk to you next week. All right, week, man. man, thank you.